Empire. There is a model in Europe for expanded betting broadcasts. Lots of other federations uh, around the world have taken steps to realize that there is the opportunity for a rights holder um, to carve those rights out and to stream them to uh, bookmaker platforms. That's Chris Catling, head of Infront Better, who is eyeing the U.S. market for opportunities in the betting space that doesn't conflict with rights fees. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Chris Catling is a former international rugby player who now is in the midst of a scrum to find a lane in the emerging U.S. betting markets. Infront Better has been working with European leagues to build value with alternate streaming capabilities. Our guest this week is Chris Catling. He is the head of Infront Better, which is a group that has a global portfolio of top-tier sports properties and game day production for events such as the FIFA World Cup. And they are knee deep in sports gambling worldwide. Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm very good. Great, great to be, uh, great to be on the podcast. Tell me a little bit about Infront Better. What do you guys do? Yeah, sure. So um, it's been a, an incredible six months actually. I, I joined. I only joined in April, um, and um, have set something up from scratch, which is really quite exciting. Um, so we've got a we've got a, a pretty decent content portfolio of. Uh, of uh, live streaming events for um, for betting, forty um, percent of it is soccer. So we've got some good stuff. We've got the EFL, uh, the Coupe de France, Turkish Super League, and, and some other um, some other high level football. Um, we've got a great ice hockey package, uh, um, which in front are very uh, very strong at, uh, and some basketball as well. And I guess in front are you know a big global sports uh, marketing agency, uh, principally in um, uh, broadcast rights, uh, representing broadcast rights and uh, um, commercialising them for their for their clients. The genesis of which was with FIFA um, and some other sort of high level marquee um, marquee rights holders. They're actually very busy um, at the moment as we're about to do all the production for the Qatar tournament um, in the next couple of months. So there's still a strong link there. Um, and in front of being around the, the betting space for a number of years, because in those rights agreements they've done with the marquee rights holders, um, they've, as well as including their, their media and their sponsorship rights, have included betting rights as well. And up until very recently, have sub-licensed those rights to some of the players in the space. That's before IMG, uh, Sport Radar and, and Genius. Um, and Infront Better is there to actually take those rights and deliver them directly to the bookmakers ourselves. So, uh, setting up a streaming platform, uh, which has been uh, which has been an incredible journey. We've already delivered over 100 million streams to the um, uh, to the bookmakers in in just the first couple of months. So it's all going very well. Yeah, um, I want to get back broad going on in the marketplace with all of this, but since the World Cup is about to start, obviously maybe the most marquee sporting event in the world, um, take me through a little bit of what the experience is like working with that as you get set for the matches beginning in Qatar. Yeah, so the um, the FIFA rights themselves are um, are streaming rights are not available for, for, for betting. So they, so they will be 
um, they will be um, bet on from the data. There won't be a streaming proposition as well, which tends to happen when you uh, for some marquee rights when the broadcast rights are so uh, valuable. Um, there's a, there's, uh, they haven't yet moved into streaming those rights onto onto bookmaker sites. So um, it's, it's a it's a certainly a, a, a massive betting property, and the, the bookmakers that we're speaking to at the moment to um, sell our proposition to are heads down, really thinking about you know what they're going to do from a from new markets perspective, promotions perspective uh, with FIFA, but. In terms of in-front better, we're doing very little for the for the FIFA World Cup, but it's going to be uh, it's certainly a sort of massive uh, betting event for sure. All right, let me see if I, I'm clear about what's going on here because FIFA has extraordinarily valuable broadcast rights. You are working with a group like that and many others around the globe to bring the rights to bookmakers. Can you explain what exactly you mean by that? Yeah, sure. So. Um, I guess when streaming technologies allowed uh, um, were, were became a thing over a decade ago, um, companies such as Stats Perform and uh, before the Perform Group back then and, and Sport Radar realised that you could carve a, a sport right out um, and stream that directly onto bookmakers' websites and carve that out from broadcast rights. Um, and that and was so not in that was not in conflict with the broadcast rights of these groups on the traditional linear or whatever platform they're using to broadcast their games. So there's some very there's some strict uh, stipulations um, that limit the uh, quality of the of the stream and reduces the screen size to what you do. And actually, in the analytics. Um, that you'll see from uh, from uh, bookmakers streaming sites, it really is a different audience. It's a it's an audience that is consuming video to check in on bets and to uh, drop in on into it, see the see the most important things and uh, and come back out. It's not a lean back experience as you would get from the broadcast space. And actually, one of the advantages I think that we have in in the market is that in front primary business activity is to sell broadcast rights so we're very close with the broadcasters of this world are our partners and our clients and so to under to help them understand that actually these rights aren't cannibalizing their subscriptions and their and their base because they're um looking at a separate audience um is something that i think what that we can that we can help with fifa have um, have been thinking about what they're going to do with their betting rights, but pretty similar to the Premier League as well, they haven't taken the step to um, commercialise their streaming rights onto onto bookmakers. Even though there are some discussions and lots of other federations uh, around the world have taken the step to realise that there is the opportunity for a rights holder um, to carve those rights out and to stream onto uh, bookmakers' platforms. Um, and I guess you know the, with the US, with the US opening and, and um, understanding how kind of European content and, and, and other content can be streamed and, uh, and essentially make that betting experience a little bit better for um, uh, from consumers is, is you know is the game that we're in. 
This episode is brought to you by Chalk and Dog, which brings together the vast experience and expertise of two of the brightest agencies in media, sports, wagering, and gaming. With deep roots in the UK and the US, the agency offers expert guidance in everything from market entry to market expansion for startups as well as established global brands powered by best-in-class communication and creative experts. Chalk and Dog has vast international experience and delivers results-oriented, tailor-made solutions for B2B and B2C organizations. I would like to ask you about just your viewpoint of what's happening in the American markets, because obviously they're way, way, way behind what has been going on in Europe, where it's been legal for a long time. And here depends on the jurisdiction that you're in. Things are changing by state by state. Um, And we've had this long question for people like myself who've been in traditional broadcasting for a long time. What will the broadcast look like now that there are partnerships, it's legal, and it can be incorporated? But what I'm hearing from you a little bit is, is that you might not see much difference with the actual traditional broadcasts, that there's opportunity if the leagues and the and the providers are open to it to have multiple different streams of the same game to feed very different audiences. Yeah, and I, I guess as well as the kind of quality of the stream, I, I, I should have uh, been a bit clearer that there are stipulations that you uh, that you have a funded account and that you will place a bet. So there is a bit there is a barrier to um, accessing that stream, um, but uh, and and you know domestic markets the domestic markets for are carved out and not. Uh, and not put onto betting websites, but in the in the global world that we're in, um, having some having some rights with the carved out domestic territories. So, for example, the English Football League rights, which is our you know our marquee set of rights. We have the the Carabao Cup, the Championship, the League One, and the League Two, so the level below the the Premiership. Um, we we're carved out in um, in the UK. Um, and the domestic market is uh, is is not uh, um, for us to commercialise to bookmakers because of the the large domestic um, broadcast deals. But that content is, you know, gold dust to your other European countries and uh, and the other uh, other countries around the around the globe that are pushing, uh, you know, um, these events for people to bet on. It's interesting. Um, okay, so um, tell me a little bit about where you see this all heading. Um, what, where is this going in the United States, in your point of view, as things start to materialize and mature here? Yeah, I think it's you know it, it, it's super interesting. I, I think one of the reasons why in front of we've decided to set up this division now is. Because of the global growth uh, of betting and, and driven by the US market in particular. But then there's, you know, there's other really interesting geographies, um, Brazil, India, Japan, um, all of these, uh, territories where, where betting is currently unregulated and in various states of legality. And they're now looking to sort of open that up. And I think, you know, having, Tremendously populous areas like that with really interesting markets with, you know, interesting sports coming up from there. Um, I think is, is why it makes sense for us to come into this market now. Um, and 
the US market in particular, you know, there's a there's a there's an incredible clamour for market share between the uh, between the bookmakers that are that are you know launching themselves into a new market. And the other thing that I think that's quite interesting, and I've had a number of calls with various different um, US businesses um, that find um, the the UI and the uh, and the user interface and the, and the ease and access of gambling online with uh, with European books quite difficult and and you know there's been a number of uh, companies pitching to me on on how do we make that UI more accessible and I think that that's you know the, the US consumer is demanding um, an easier access to do that I think it's an interesting uh, debate because um, in Europe, you know, I, we're coming to the end of Safer Gambling Week in the, in the UK. Uh, and, um, over here, there's, you know, there's some, there's some tough government regulations in yeah. making sure that, that problem gambling is, is controlled. Um, and I do find there sometimes there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's an interesting juxtaposition of, um, the US opening up and, and basically wanting it to be everywhere, you know. I was uh, I, I was being pitched to the other day with a um, um, a company that had a TV remote that had a you know that, that envisaged putting bet on that that you know the family would be sat around and, and making bets from it and 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 that feels that that's probably um, uh, going a little bit you know going in a very di- interesting direction um, and I, I think for I think for us I. I'm really interested in making the video experience and actually the UI and the and the and that that experience for a for a gambling consumer um, uh, better than what it is, you know, and and the, um, making interactivity on the video, speeding the video up so it's in you know in complete coordination with the data um, is our products that we're that we're really looking at and really looking to bring to the market um you have a background you had mentioned that you worked with stats perform which is an analytics company as well um what did you learn through that experience in dealing with sports analytics as you head into this space with this company yeah for sure um so i was at perform when they merged with the uh with the stats business um and um and it's you know it's a, it's a great business um heavy heavy investment into AI and really understanding how um, uh, manipulating and editorializing can really help make sport more interesting. Um, and for sure, you know, it was a, it was a really good time uh, of, uh, you know, of my career there. And uh, the data expertise that the company has is, uh, is, is very good. Um, and for sure, you know that that has to play a part in in what we do at Infront Better. Um, betting is driven by data feeds, essentially. Uh, betting companies are using the sports data to create in-play markets and uh, and make things more interesting. So, um, data is plays a part and has a part in our future. We're having some really interesting conversations uh, with a number of different partners. Um, I mentioned ice hockey being a kind of expertise of, uh, of in front. We have a number of uh, very deep relationships across the ice hockey world. And for example, in ice hockey, there's a, there's a chip and puck tracking 
solution that I know the NHL have adopted in the last couple of years and, and is in many, um, many uh, competitions in Europe. And I'm really keen in making sure that we take some of that interesting data points. And I guess through my experience of Stats Perform, where we're looking at we're looking at data and making and using that in a media perspective to make that sport more interesting, to bring more insights from uh, from all sorts of data, and then developing that into how that makes it more interesting for a sport to bet on. Um, and I think that could be, uh, that, that's going to be a very interesting space. Like in what way with the puck, like pace of play, speed of shot, you know, speed of pet, like what, what are you looking at with something like that? Well, so all of that data is, is, um, is now available. And I think at the moment it's, that's, it's, uh, it's not well understood enough from, from the betting market yeah. to the consumer to be able to place a bet on that. I don't have the answer for that now, but right, hitting a hard you, slap shot. What does that right? What does that mean? Like, does that mean something here? Yeah, right. Right. I mean, what, once you start getting deeper and deeper data on any sport, you start getting more insights and more interesting angles. And and actually, you know, the um, uh, stats perform pioneered a lot of the bet builders that are happening in in football at the moment through their very detailed uh, Opta service. And so now for uh, um, football games in, in, in Europe, there's, there's uh, you know, incredibly detailed bet builders that go down to um, players with over 50 passes, um, you know, the number of corners in the match, uh, you know, the, the, the number of shots on target, the number yeah. of shots. Um, and that's all because of uh, detailed data. and and you know the, the U.S. market as well. It's tremendously interesting that uh, that is a very data-driven, uh, deep data uh, set of sports, which I'm sure which, which will create some very interesting betting markets and betting activity that you can that you can develop. Chris Catling is the head of Infront Better. Thank you so much for joining us. All good. On the next Future Sport Podcast. NIL doesn't have to be just brands paying for influence. You know, the millions of high school athletes and even youth athletes who want to, you know, eventually play at the college level. So that's actually where the idea came. I grew up in New Jersey. I was a, a football and lacrosse player. I know I could have used sort of this type of mentorship and coaching along the way. And then, um, you know, so I sort of understood the need and opportunity from the, the high school and youth sports side. That's Patrick Johnson, CEO of Vantage Sports, which is helping match athletes with youth programs for paid mentorship. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.